Hello, and welcome back to the Bug in a Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And tonight, the cats are running wild. Now, I did make good on my vow from the last episode. I did take their collars off, Mm -hmm. so there are no bells. However, they're naked. And afraid. (laughs) Naked and afraid. Also, we have, like, hardwood, fake hardwood floors now, and Cooper doesn't understand how to stop. So you might hear some, like, scratching. That's him trying not to hit a wall as he runs down the hallway. Because he is naked and afraid. And he has the zoomies. And he has the zoomies. Cats get zoomies, not just dogs. Fun fact. Especially when they're naked. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. Little known scientific fact. Interesting, interesting. I hope everybody's holding up. I hope everybody's binging our podcast to stop the boredom from setting in. I hope everybody's picked up some new hobbies. Let us know what they are. Give us the corn tea. Give... I don't know if you guys heard that. The cat or my joke? The... Yeah, give us the quarantine. Spill that quarantine. Spill that quarantine. Give us the gossip of the people you're living with. <laughs> I live with Whitney. Does it say you have any gossip about the people you're living with? <laughs> I've heard the cats. Yeah. Day seven of quarantine. Cats are naked. <laughs> Ellie likes to That's jump it. on my lap as I'm trying to use the bathroom in the morning. Good Every times. Morning. Good times. Well, I've since you brought us two stories last week, tales of nautical persuasion. Oh, two ships. I decided to do two stories of my own. Oh. Because I was jealous. Oh. Of how much you got to talk. And that's the quarantine. <laughs> that's the quarantine. <laughs> you know, you know what the tea is? Sarah, if you're listening to this, Sarah from Hell's Kitchen Season 2. Oh. We saw you lie to Virginia. We saw it. We? You shady, shady snake. With our own peepers. <laughs> I watched saw. it, and I watched you laugh about it. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm not happy. In case you didn't pick up on it, I've introduced Caitlin to Hell's Kitchen, and we were going to start with season one, but we looked up who won and got upset about it because it didn't turn out so well, and then... We started on season two. And Sarah is a shady snake. A snake snake. Exactly. All right. Well, our story is not about snakes or cooking. But it is about birds. Oh. Oh? Birds? <laughs> How does that relate? I don't know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, these, uh, our first story is about blackbirds. Black well, that's birds. racist, isn't it? What? No. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's a really good bit. If you guys want a good laugh, go onto YouTube and type in bird words and then M-B-M-B-A-M. No? Okay, no. I mean, you can, but people... Whitney, not everybody has the same humor that we do. If you don't think bird words is funny... Get out. Okay. Don't leave. get out. Don't. Don't leave. We need you. <laughs> we need all the listeners we can get. Big! Well. <laughs> you screwed it up on the first one. <laughs> Beady-eyed. 
My savior. How's that? How's that? I remember it. Noisy? Okay. Hungry. Birds do can look hungry. <laughs> Birds do can look hungry. I forgot about that one. Birds do can look hungry. Okay, so our story takes place in um, BB, Arkansas. Now it's spelled B E E B E. Beeb, Bebe, Beeb, 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 Arkansas. Um, I don't think I say it too much after this. So real quick, yeah, something that is relevant now. Mm-hmm. There, the English language wait, wait, is wait. messed up. Look into my eyes and tell me that is relevant. It has to do with Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> There's a video. You sh- you've showed it to me too. America, explain. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this Kansas? But this is not our Kansas. America, explain. <laughs> yeah, this lady who English isn't her first language gets very upset mm-hmm. when she learns the state names. America, explain. That is all. That's what you're gonna tell me. Not you, the listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I knew that. I knew that you knew. <laughs> That I knew that that lady had trouble with that. <laughs> she caught me thinking, did I have a bitch in my trunk? <laughs> <laughs> I see you, see me, see you. If you guys want recommendations of things that make us laugh. Kevin Hart's one of them. I know he can be controversial. It doesn't take much for us. But there are certain things that we quote all the time. That's one of them. That's one of them. Did I have another bitch in my trunk? <laughs> Good job. Okay, BB Arkansas. A little background. It is in White County, Arkansas, United States. It was formed in 1875 and it was named after Roswell BB, who is a railroad executive. Now, Roswell brought the town's rail line through the city. He just like built it. He's I the know. one that was in charge. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the town is actually only a total area of 4.3 square miles. And in the 2010 census, the population was estimated to be roughly 7,315 people. Not huge, but not small. Uh, This actually made it the second most populous city in White County. So it was big for the county. Okay. Now, BB, Arkansas is only about a 36-minute drive from Little Rock. So I feel like that was a popular place that people could reference. Um, The city is actually known to have a prominent education corridor. corridor. The city's public schools are grouped in in an extensive campus that is across the street from Arkansas State University. Hmm. I thought that was very interesting. It is. That's the background. Now we get into the, the blackbirds. The quarantine. The quarantine. Now we get into the quarantine. Quarantine. We get into the quarantine. <laughs> now we get into quarantine. <laughs> right now, guys. So, are you ready? Yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of watching Cooper, like, not knock food from the bowl onto the floor so that he can eat it off the floor. I don't know why you're confused about that. He does that every time. Well, but, like, he'll take a couple mouthfuls from the bowl, and then he'll just, like, nose, nuzzle, shove it out with his nose onto the floor. Cool. Sorry. (laughs) 
are you going to pay attention? Because this story may or may I'm not keep you up at night. Winnie, you might not sleep as snug as a bug in a rug after this. That's all I'm no, saying. I'm concerned. Should I not listen? <laughs> are you scared? <laughs> a little bit. Oh, no. Birds make me uncomfortable. What? Some of them. Oh, okay. Birds do can be hungry. <laughs> Birds do can be hungry. <laughs> oh, man. Intimidating. Okay, on December 31st, 2010, somewhere between 1,000 and 5,000 red-winged blackbirds and European starlings fell from the sky within a one-mile area in the town of BB, Arkansas. Like, just dropped? Yep. What? They were dead. What? D-E-D. Dead. Dead. (laughs) Uh, There were no other dead birds found outside of that one-mile area. Wow. Yes. So this happened close to midnight. Huh. So in the late, late, late evening. Now, Keith Stevens was the communications director with Arkansas Game and Fish, and he was called around 2 a.m. on January 1st, 2011, about the birds falling from the sky. He was quoted saying, I got a call about two o'clock in the morning. That was the first inkling that something strange had happened. I was thinking that maybe this was a practical joke. I mean, he gets a call. Yeah. And someone says, yo, I don't know. It's raining dead blackbirds. Red-winged blackbirds. That's weird. Like not, like you hear it's raining cats and dogs. Right. And it's raining men. Hallelujah. It's raining men. But this is not this is not that. This is not that. This is red winged blackbirds and some European starlings. So hazmat crews were called to clean up the birds, and groups of these birds were sent to Arkansas Livestock and Poultry Commission, the National Wildlife Health Center in Madison, Wisconsin, and the University of Georgia's Wildlife Disease Study Group to be tested. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to autopsy some mm-hmm. and see what happened. Yes. Now, I don't know. I thought they said, I thought one article said like 65 birds were sent to one of these places, but I couldn't find that again, so I'm not sure how, like how many like what percentage of the birds went to get tested right okay test results came back saying that the birds had suffered from blunt force trauma and stevens reported quote they were crushed in their breast areas so they had flown into something something scared them so what his thought was something scared them they had been roosting and then they flew off in different directions it was dark out. They can't see very well. They ran into a bunch of stuff. All of them, though? That's what it looked like. Um, so there are three theories of what might have happened to these birds. Mm. One is disease or toxins. So some individuals thought that the birds could have become sick and died, and then they just fell to the ground as a result. However, this is probably not the case because the this was, like, the only group of birds affected. No other birds, like, before this or after this came to the same fate. So they were basically thinking that if there was something in the water or the air, it would have had to be, like, just that night mm-hmm. because there were no other incidents close to that that happened. Right. It w- it wouldn't have been such an isolated event right. if that was the case. Right. 
Um, they did test the air and water and the birds, obviously, because the birds went to mm-hmm. testing, and there are no toxins found in any of those that were at least high enough levels to have caused to this. have caused this. Gotcha. So that pretty much ruled out that. Um, some people still think that because maybe it's something that they didn't test for, but for the most part, that theory is kind of dead in the water. Right, because, I mean, when you do a testing panel, usually you're screening for... Anything, really, right? Certain things, mm-hmm. but it's not going to show you things you don't normally screen for. Right, like, right. If it's something crazy, it. then you're not going to know. Mm-hmm. Right. So the second theory is that it was the weather. So, there were some storms passing through the area in the weeks leading up to New Year's Eve, um, such as high-altitude hail and lightning, which could have caused them to fall if they got caught in a storm. Mm -hmm. But there were no storms, at least not enough storms, that particular night to have caused them Mm -hmm. this much damage in such a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So, that was kind of ruled out. Some people still think that that could have happened, but a lot of people, again, don't think that's... What about Real. like uh, like a microburst? Yeah, I think that's what people think. It would have had to be a very strong microburst. Right. And there were meteorologists consulted in one of the articles that they basically said like nothing had happened. Right. Well, night. there would have been damage to trees yeah. and uh, basically a whole bunch of things, not right. just the birds. Yes, okay. exactly. So that's kind of what people are thinking on the, along those lines. So the third theory is that fireworks had caused this. So, it was New Year's Eve. A lot of people were out celebrating. So, some people think that celebrations might have been too much for the birds in the area. They were roosting in trees, on houses, power lines, etc. Fireworks were set off in a specific spot because it was only a one-mile area. Mm -hmm. So, if large enough fireworks were set off, it scared the birds. The birds panicked, started flying, hitting things, hitting each other, potentially getting hit by fireworks... And that is what caused them the damage in their breast and then to fall to the ground. So a lot of people think that this is the most viable theory, including Keith Stevens, the Arkansas Game and Fish Commissioner. Mm -hmm. Uh, He thinks that it's the most likely theory. However, this is the only time this has happened. Mm -hmm. And they've set off fireworks before on New Year's Eve, on July 4th. So it was kind of like... We've never killed a bird before, let alone thousands of them. Mm -hmm. So the residents don't really agree with him. Yeah. I almost wonder if, like, was the blunt force trauma what caused them to fall? Or did they get the trauma from, like, dropping and hitting the ground? Because then it could have been something like um, some kind of pressure... Thing came through that caused them to black out and, and then they hit fall. Yeah, fell. that's true. Or they could have, you know, the fireworks. Well, the fireworks are close enough, the boom might have. Might have hit them. Hit yeah. them and then they fell. That's true. That's true. But but I wonder more if it was from them hitting the ground rather than just that. Something in the, them air. Out of the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. And I, they don't know. They, they just know that they had the blunt force trauma, yeah. so they're not sure. Hmm. The next year, on December 31st, 2011, so exactly one year later, blackbirds were once again falling from the sky hours before midnight. Mm-hmm. So a radar image from KATV, which is a local mm-hmm. station in the area, 
showed a large mass they had a radar image that showed a large mass of birds over the town mm-hmm. and then shortly after that they began to fall once again not as many but still like hundreds and once again there were some for testing but nothing was officially determined about their deaths huh. so once again a lot of people thought well maybe fireworks again um and actually fireworks were basically banned from being set off, or specific types of fireworks from being mm-hmm. banned from being set off after this. Um, residents still disagree with that theory because they don't set them off, and they don't think they set off enough to do this kind of damage. Because, yeah. again, it's thousands, the first time was a thou- thousands of birds. Mm-hmm. So there's a discrepancy between res- what residents think and then what, like, Keith Stevens thinks. Right. Um, but it was never, nobody really knows. It was never solved. That's so weird. Yeah. That's the end of story one. It's very short and sweet, but oh. I thought it was a good little thinker. Good little now, thinker. Now, I saw a video the other day, and we talked about this. Yeah, where... this is kind of why I thought, this is why I thought of this story, because yeah. I'd heard this one before. There was basically this video, and I didn't do any research into it, but there's this video. <laughs> Cooper, are you okay, my dude? Yeah, get a drink. You look tired after that. <laughs> Um, this guy had pulled his car off the side of the road. Yeah. And he was looking down a stretch of highway that just, I mean, you could not see the end of it, where it would turn. Yeah. And as far as you could see, there were these little black dots. And he went from straight in front of you, he panned to the side and out the side of the car. And you could see that those little black dots that were on the roadway were all birds. Right. Well, this is not, like, the only place this has happened, obviously. Mm -hmm. Some other sources that I was reading um, cited some different incidents that happened around the same time. However, they were like, oh, my God, he scared me so bad. I'm so sorry. No bell on the cat. You can sneak (laughs) up on us, I guess. Um, One was, like, in Sweden, Mm -hmm. and one was... A fish that was like states away, like a, a whole giant group of fish yeah. that died. But people were like, okay, yes, there are these mass deaths of animals, however, on like the same day, but they're mm-hmm. so far apart. Like, there's no way they're connected. Now, if you Google it, there is a Wikipedia page actually um, dedicated to basically massive deaths of animals that are so, like famous ones. So, like, this one's on mm-hmm. it. The group of fish is on it. I think the Sweden one might be on it. But there's a whole list of different animals that this has happened to, and nobody really knows what what caused them to die in such massive quantities. I wonder what... I mean, I guess the, the, the meteorologists looked into it, because I would almost wonder if they, like hit a pocket of hot air or if the since all the fireworks were going off if that temperature was so yeah much higher yeah and arkansas is fairly warm i think no, yeah. i don't know well i think they i think a lot of people thought they were roosting yeah so they couldn't be too high up you know what i mean and if it'd have to be a very strong pressure change i feel like for them to just be sitting there on a tree. Off. That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Because trees aren't that high. Well, there'd be damage to leaves yeah. and branches and stuff. It wouldn't just yeah, be Yeah, and there's which, nothing which would, noted about that. Which makes me think, like, so the ones that were flying that were caught on radar, if they, like, hit a hot pocket of air or something yeah. or a pressure change, it could have caused them to die or to yeah. pass out. And I think it's fall. just strange that it happens two years in a row oh, on the I same mean, night. Like, that's. 
that's a big quinky dink if it was weather related. There's probably like some guy. Oh, you know what? Oh God, you solved I know it. What, I've solved it. <laughs> Remember what happened to the Snallygaster? No. The one Snallygaster. If you haven't listened to our Snallygaster episode, our hometown cryptids, check it out. Hometown cryptids. One of the Snallygasters was supposedly flying. And flew over a vat of, of moonshine. moonshine. And the fumes from the moonshine caused it to pass out or All right. die. Someone and it fell from the sky. Someone in PB Arkansas is cooking up some good moonshine. Well, I don't know. I mean, in that yeah, much of been. an area, it could have been. Or meth or something. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> it's a fumes, lot of meth. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Shouldn't yell that so loud. That's My neighbor's my ear. That's a lot of meth. That's a lot of meth. I think any amount of meth to us is a it's lot. a lot, of meth. yeah. I've never seen it, so I don't um, know. But you know what I mean? Like, because this basically the snallygaster fell into this vat and then. Yeah. Died. Maybe. And then some organization like the Men in Black came and destroyed the vat and the snallygaster, but that's neither. Well, here it could have been too if people had like bonfires on New Year's Eve. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cold for a bonfire. Well, I don't know how warm Arkansas is, like you said, but if someone had a bonfire and was burning something. Could have been toxic to the birds, but again, they didn't find any toxins in their systems. So. Well, that's why the firework, what the fireworks are made of, if it was like a specific kind that had a specific chemical in it. Yeah. And then. You think you'd find that, though, in the birds? Depends on what they're looking for. Oh, uh, that's true. That's true. We did talk about it, that. It depends on what kind of tests they're running. Because, like, in people, you have to, when you run blood work, you have to ask for specific things. Yeah. You have to say, I want to know what their blood count was, right. what their electrolytes, if they had these electrolytes in their system. Right. A toxicology report, you're looking for certain drugs. Yeah. Rat or person. sometimes they, like, look at the blood and say, okay, what do you see? Like, yeah. some machines can spit out to you what they Everything. found in it. Yeah, or anything that's, like, high. Right, so it depends on what okay. kind of testing that they did. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I don't know, and I don't know if anybody will know. If you know, let us know. If you know that we don't know that you know. <laughs> Did I have another pitch of the drug? <laughs> if you have the quarantine. If you have the quarantine, spill it to us. Pour some our way. Pour some sugar on, on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Since that story was so short, I decided to do a second one. Now this story may or may not be controversial during these times but i decided to do it anyway i'm concerned so i decided to discuss a plague oh jesus please i thought you were going to talk about reagan (laughs) this isn't i thought the The birds died in 1986 due to reagan killing them and replacing them with spies who are now watching us the birds work for the bourgeoisie. In case you haven't seen that video, <laughs> some people think that COVID-19 is a conspiracy created by the government mm-hmm. to keep us all inside while they switch the batteries in the bird spies. Yep. That could be why the birds have fallen, because their batteries just ran out. Some or they hit an that. electrical line and they shorted. Some people think that. Do you? 
All I know is the birds. If we talk about that, it reminds me of that wife swap commercial we keep seeing. And she's like, so you think the earth is flat? And he goes, it makes more sense to me. That just makes the most sense to me. (laughs) I was like, okay, bud, sure. Wife swaps back, you guys. And apparently they're switching a super Christian mom with a witch. Is it back? Are we just watching like super old TV? No, they're bringing it back. Oh, man. I can't. new commercials. I like it. Anyway, would you call COVID-19 a plague? I don't know what the definition of a plague is. I wish, I'll look it up. Look it up really quick. Do, 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 do. What is the definition of a plague? As a noun, it means a contagious bacterial disease characterized by fever and delirium, typically with the formation of buboes, see bubonic plague, and sometimes infection of the lungs, pneumonic plague. Do you want to hear the remaining one? No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to read you her other definitions. Okay. A contagious disease that spreads rapidly and kills many people. An unusually large number of insects or animals infesting a place and causing damage. A thing causing trouble or irritation. A thing causing trouble. <laughs> You're a plague to me sometimes. Hey. Right. So, we've... We... <laughs> Do you need a minute? Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen the post about people like, we wanted to take it back to the 20s. Oh, God. About, but there was the uh, some disease there then. The Spanish flu? I don't know. Spanish flu. In the roaring 20s? Yeah, and then before that, the plague was in something 20s, and then now we're in the 20s. Well, I have a plague that happened close to 1520. Hang on. That I wish to speak up. I wish to bring this to light. I'm going to talk about a plague that may or may not keep you up at night. Probably. I mean. You think it will? Do you want to know what it was called? It's a secret. We're going to learn some backstory first. <sighs> now we travel to the city known as Strasbourg. The city was originally a, Sil- a Celtic village. It then became a garrison town known as Argentorantum under Roman control and then was captured in the 5th century by France. After a power struggle between citizens and bishops in the Middle Ages, Strasbourg became a free city within the Holy Roman Empire. It is now the capital and largest city of the Grand East region of France and is the official seat of the European Parliament. It also is a place of a lot of other stuff, but eh. So Strasbourg is located 2.5 hours east of Paris, France, and it is at the eastern border of France and Germany. Okay. So... Strasbourg's economic activities circulate around food processing, mechanical and electrical engineering, pharmaceuticals, electronics, and plastics. They also have a large automobile assembly plant that is near one of the largest ports on the Rhine River. The population of Strasbourg has steadily increased over the years and is a well-known spot for tourism. It is very important to France. A lot of things happen there politically, from what I read. And it's a good time right now. But in 1518, a plague swept through the town, known as the Dancing Plague. Oh, jeez Louise, I've heard of this. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if I scared anybody. (laughs) 
In July of 1518, Frau Trofia stepped into the street and began to dance. Unable to control herself, she continued to dance until she collapsed from exhaustion. Once she regained some strength, she started dancing once again. This went on for days, and authorities eventually placed her into a wagon. She was sent 30 miles away to Saverne to be cured at a shrine of Vitus. So Vitus was a saint that they thought might have cursed her hmm. because she because St. Vitus is the patron saint of epileptics and dancing. There's two, huh? (laughs) Seizures and dancing. I mean, they're both like twitchy movements. I mean. (laughs) Unfortunately for the authorities, more than 30 other individuals were afflicted with the dancing disease within a week. More and more individuals began to join the frenzy, which alarmed the local authorities. Nothing seemed to sway the dancers to stop, even if they had become injured. And they continued day and night non-stop. Non-stop. And we can't stop. (laughs) And we won't. Now, the civic leaders at the time got an idea in their minds that the cure was more dancing or to essentially get it out of their system (laughs) so they decided to open guild halls for the dancers to gather and they actually brought in musicians to accompany the individuals that was the problem they didn't have music Uh, yeah well you know what they else brought in what else they brought in professional dancers to help those affected to keep on dancing Oh, my Lord. Keep on keeping on. So they basically said, all right, you can't beat them, join them. (laughs) Yep. Well, this did not slow down the hysteria. Shock, shock, shocker, shocker. I'm sorry, raise your hand if you're (laughs) surprised. Because more than 400 people were consumed by the dancing plague. A number of individuals actually died from heart attacks, exhaustion, or strokes. Mm Mm-hmm. A 17th century chronicle by the Strasbourg journalist, I wrote jurist? I mean, he could be a jurist. Johann Schiltz, S-C-H-I-L-T-E-R, Schiltzler, quotes a now lost manuscript poem. So this is the poem. Many hundreds in Strasbourg began to dance and hop women and men in the public market and alleys and streets day and night, and many of them ate nothing. Until at last the sickness left them, this affliction was called St. Vitus Dance. Now, before you get too concerned, everyone did eventually stop dancing. How long did it take them? Uh, I think it was scattered. Like, some people stopped and eventually stopped. But nobody knows what caused them to stop, just like nobody knows what caused them to start. Some people may think this is fake, but this is actually documented. Mm -hmm. It has been written down. Yep. And this was not an isolated incident. 
Several other dancing outbreaks occurred between the 10th and 16th centuries in Europe. The second best known took place in 1374, which spread through several towns along the Rhine River. The dancing plague that I am discussing, the one in Strasbourg, is the most thoroughly documented. That is why you hear the most about it. But like I just said, it was not the only one. There are others that are documented, but not as well. They don't have as much detail, I guess. Let me discuss my theories, and then you can Google what you need to Google, and then give me feedback. Blink once. Okay. (laughs) Blink once if you understand me. Okay, theories. Number one, it was demonic possession. Mm -hmm. All of them. So someone who is thought to be demonically possessed is said to suffer from a complete behavior takeover by a demonic entity. Now, in the Middle Ages, the concept of demonic possession was deemed heretical. So it went against the church, obviously, because it was someone being possessed by a demon. Anyway, any unusual behavior or strange personality was automatically suspected of being possessed. Because mm-hmm, they couldn't explain it, so they just assumed it was demon. Right. So anything that they thought was out of the ordinary was, it was demons. Or witchcraft. Hey there, demons. It's me, ya boy. So I'm now on your bridge, goat man. <laughs> now, they could have been dancing because of demonic possession, or they could have been dancing to try and get rid of of demonic possession so that kind of leads me into my next theory robert bartholomew posed that individuals that started dancing were part of a heretical sect where they thought they were so they thought or it's put in their minds that they were going against the church and so they thought that if they danced they would receive forgiveness St. Vitus, like I said, some people thought he cursed them, and so they had to dance to please him, Mm -hmm. because he was the patron saint of dancing, and so that was the way to please him, so he'd Mm -hmm. get rid of their... So, demonic possession and trying to attract divine favor, those are technically two separate theories, um, because some people thought, oh, they're dancing because there's demons inside of them, and some people thought, there's no demons, they're just trying to receive favor from st vitus and they took it too far gotcha so the second theory that you might well i already asked you about this and you really didn't have you didn't know too much which is fine because during medieval times it was believed that one's blood could overheat which could cause a fever which in turn could cause symptoms such as convulsions or quote-unquote dancing if your fever gets super, super, super high, you can have a seizure. But, but to me, that's not Frau going into the street and dancing. No, it's not the same thing. So I don't know if I agree with that one, but some people think that they maybe their fever got too high and they just became delirious. Mm-hmm. And they walked down to the street and started dancing. Yeah. And then more people got sick, got a fever, mm-hmm. went out to the street and started dancing. Humors. That's the word I was looking for when you asked me that the other day. So basically, in the Middle Ages... They thought that your body was a balance of different, what they called humors. Yeah. And if something was wrong with you, it was because one of these was off. Right, 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 right. So their theory of what your blood did was because your this was off. Not yes. humor like ha-ha, but like different elements in a way. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I have heard of that. So it's a little confusing how they thought of it because they were... 
they were basically trying to figure out medicine and science, and that was that's what they thought it was. What they thought until yeah. they figured out otherwise. Well, this that and overheated blood kind of I think runs along the same lines as like bloodletting because mm-hmm. if it got too hot or they thought your humors were off, they wouldn't mm-hmm. like drain your blood. Yeah, if they thought that something bad was in your blood, then they thought if they got some of it out, it would cleanse you. Right, right. So, our next theory is ergotism? Ergot? Ergotism? Ergotism. Ergotism. So, this is another disease, medical medical theory besides overheated blood, which I don't know if you'd call that a medical theory, but at the time it was. At the time it was, yeah. So ergot is actually a fungus that grows on rye, which was grown in the area. Now, ergot can be used for medicinal purposes in a good way. However, ergot-contaminated food can cause a severe reaction that's actually known as St. Anthony's Fire. Now, it was called St. Anthony's Fire because if someone got this... They could go to St. Anthony's Shrine and they could be cured. And they thought it was divine power. But later on it was found out that there was no rye around St. Anthony's mm-hmm. Shrine. So they just would go and not be around mm-hmm. or the fungus. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be fine. Got it out of their system. Now, if one did have a bad reaction, they would feel symptoms of nausea, vomiting, muscle pain, and weakness numbness itching and rapid or slow heartbeat if it continued one could contract gangrene i don't know if contract is the right word uh yeah sure okay get gangrene yeah they could have vision problems confusion spasms convulsions unconsciousness and even death so, once again some individuals thought that the quote unquote dancing were these the ergotism got so bad that people started having spasms. hmm And so that's what, like, the flailing, the dancing was. It was them, like, flailing around, etc. Wasn't this part of, like, the theory for another, like, the not the Salem Witch Trials, but, like, yeah. something else? Um, yes, actually. Salem Witch Trials, I believe so. Uh, I did read something about it that, I did read something that one of these, well, I think two of these are actually connected to the Salem witch trials and what they thought it was. I do believe that ergotism was one of these factors that people had these symptoms and then authorities thought it was witchcraft. So, yes, it was the Salem witch trials. Yeah. followed an outbreak of rye ergot possibly mm-hmm. um because it, it can also be in a hallucinogen mm. and the victims can suffer from paranoia paranoia hallucinations twitches spasms right heart trouble and stillborn children so all these things were people thinking they got cursed yeah so this is something who which this well and is, also that kind of comes back to this because if these people were hallucinating mm-hmm. they could have gone out on the street and started dancing right for right. some reason yeah, that's. Yeah, I did read I that. I knew that sounded familiar, mm-hmm. and it was one of the yeah, theories. Yeah, there was some other stuff. I, I think it was pretty common back. I mean, I think they didn't know about it. One and the rye, I think, was probably more popular than it is. It was easy to grow, I think. Yeah, and it was just that crop. Uh, er, area. Ergot can be on different stuff besides rye. Other crops too. 
So if they had other stuff, it could have been on that. It doesn't have to just be rye. That was just in this area. It's just that that whole crop or area gets contaminated. Yeah. And then everybody's using that. Right. So. Right. Um, another, the last theory that was, which is probably most probable actually is the other theory that kind of goes into the Salem witch trials, which is mass psychogenic disorder, essentially mass hysteria, yep. which we've talked about before. <laughs> so a mass psychogenic disorder is a rare phenomenon that is characterized by the mysterious spread of a variety of symptoms without a discernible cause. This is more thinking like you're sick and then I think I'm sick. Mm -hmm. So I get a fever, but I'm actually not sick or I think I have a fever. Mm -hmm. And then we start panicking and then a third person comes over and they're like, oh my God, I have it too. Mm -hmm. And that is more of that. Mass hysteria could be that, but it also could be you're a witch. And then everybody's like, oh yeah, she's definitely a witch. We have to burn her. It doesn't necessarily have to be Mm -hmm. a disease. It's basically everybody in a small group buying into one idea because one person kind of not necessarily manipulates the situation but they panic they believe it so thoroughly yeah that their panic and their emotion makes people think well that they believe it so much i I should believe believe it." it yeah we talked about this with our one of our first episodes i talked about the one family from australia Mm -hmm. that they just up and left their house right and everybody thinks it was kind of like a mass hysteria. Or there's like mm-hmm. a, there's, if you're a family, it's called something specific. But they all believed so forcefully mm-hmm. that one, that something was after them that they just left. Because yeah. the dad thought it and then mm-hmm. he convinced, basically convinced everybody else that his panic was real. And so everybody started panicking. I think it's also a theory that's part of the, the hikers that disappeared or that mysteriously left their tent and died yeah yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. think that's one of the things as well yeah it could have been but i mean yeah Yeah. thank you um but yeah through i mean throughout history there's you know this that's why i've heard of this before is because we've Mm -hmm. talked about mass hysteria Mm -hmm. and then the ergot with the salem witch trials Mm -hmm. i think it was probably a combination of both yeah but there's also been and i don't know how much this came up in your research let me know if i'm stepping on your toes but there was um an instance where it wasn't a dancing plague, but it was a laughing sickness. Oh my God, Whitney! I'll get to it. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. No, you're fine. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um. No, there was uh there have been other cases of mass psychogenic disorder. In 1962, a small Tanzanian village was left laughing, fainting, and crying for 18 months after a joke was told in a boarding school. So it just was like mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um. There's been others. A more serious example is from 1995 in Tokyo. So a religious terrorist group released toxic sarin gas into a subway system. And over the next few days, more than 5,000 people went to, in, went to hospitals claiming to be experiencing symptoms associated with toxic gas exposure. However, when they were tested, doc- doctors found that... More than 70% of the people who claimed to be having these symptoms had no signs of ever being exposed to the gas at all. They just were so panicked by it that they either caused themselves to become sick or, you know. Because anxiety can give you symptoms. Mm -hmm. That's another thing, too. Like, if you're so anxious, your body can 
trick you into believing things. Right. Or if your body is extremely stressed, you can start having physical symptoms. Right. Well, psychosomatic. So this is one that has uh, other physical symptoms. So in 2006, I found this one fascinating. In 2006, there were over 300 students in at least 14 different Portuguese schools who claimed to have rashes and respirator di- respiration difficulties, respirator difficulties. And when questioned and when investigated, these symptoms were found in a famous soap opera called Morangos com a Curcar that played right before this epidemic occurred. So mm-hmm. all these students watched this and maybe were so fixated on this show and it was so popular that they were so stressed out for this character that they mm-hmm. started having these symptoms, which I found that it's very fascinating. Yeah. So a reason that we might do this it comes from Jonathan W. Mink, MD, PhD. He stated that our brains are wired to be empathetic and to pick up on the symptoms of others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're kind of wired to feel for others. Mm-hmm. So if we, you know, feel we feel bad for people or we're mm-hmm. trying to help them in some way but if they're so distressed we can't help them that's mm-hmm. going to rub off on us obviously it's also an instinctual thing yeah. kind of like yawning mm-hmm. it's yawning's a signal in some cases that your brain's not getting enough oxygen mm-hmm. and one of the theories is that if i see you yawn you're like oh no uh, there's not enough oxygen here right. and so my body reacts by also yawning right um but, I mean, if I see you having symptoms, my body's like, oh, my gosh, I need to check and make sure Yeah, I'm not having the same symptoms. Right, right. So, um, I guess yawning could classify under those if it was big enough. <laughs> but, like all of these, there is some underlying stress involved. Mm-hmm. So, outbreaks that are classified as mass psychogenic disorders often take place under circumstances of extreme stress. Now, the laughing one might not seem like that, but this stress doesn't have to come from this scenario, like Mm -hmm. the specific scenario that the joke started in. It could come from underlying causes of poverty. Kids Mm -hmm. are stressed out and it's like a subconscious yeah type thing the stress is already there this is just like right this is just kind of a trigger exactly now they that is what american medical historian john waller believes happened with this dancing plague in Strasbourg in 1518 so he believes that a series of famines in the presence of several major diseases such as smallpox and syphilis could have been overwhelming stressors affecting residents of Strasbourg. He also stated that there was a local belief during that specific time that those who failed to win over the favor of St. Vitus, patron saint of epileptics and dancing, would be cursed by being forced to dance forever. Mm. So, what I took from this was the famines and the diseases stressed them out and they could have thought, well, why are we being punished Mm-hmm. With these famines and diseases. Mm-hmm. St. Vitus was fairly close to them at the time. The shrine. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he was a big name in Strasbourg. I mean he was saying he's a big name everywhere. But you know what I mean. They were so concerned that the famines and diseases were. Because St. Vitus looked poorly upon them. That they were like 
well, we've been cursed. We have to dance forever. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't like automatically think that, but subconsciously they could have. Right. Which caused Frau to start dancing, which other people saw and were like, oh no, if she didn't win favor, well, we, we're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> and so subconsciously that freaked them out. Yeah. That was their trigger. And then they started doing the same thing that she did. Mm-hmm. And again, it could have been that they started dancing to win his favor or because they thought they were cursed and had to dance forever. Right. I mean, we weren't there. We don't really know. And I don't think those people really knew what was going on. No. I mean, it could be I mean, that- if you saw 400 of your neighbors dancing in the street, I'd probably at least go check it out. <laughs> yeah. Am I missing something? Do I need to dance as well? <laughs> like, you don't know. Or, cool moves, bro. Let, mm-hmm. me, let me get in on this. A 400% dance off. <laughs> we don't know. No, but that's that's basically it. Once again, nobody really knows why. Um, the two theories that are most popular is the mass psychogenic disorder and then the er- ergotism as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just because rye and ergot was so um, prevalent in that area mm-hmm. that that is a major factor. And it could be an, a combination. Could be a combination. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... Interesting. We've talked. We've talked about pieces of this before. I didn't know all mm-hmm. of the all of the theories and all of the, you know, things surrounding it. But I, I think that mass hysteria as a whole is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know today we hear people on the media saying, "Don't buy into mass hysteria right now." Well, it's tough. It's hard. It's hard, and it's hard to sort out what is true. And what is not. Yeah. And it's hard not to be stressed right now. I mean, we're all locked inside hearing that thousands of people are dying. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to not be worried. Right. Yeah. We're all in this together. And it's kind of interesting. Reach for the stars. Sorry, I interrupted your lovely self. Can't believe you. It's okay, um, I didn't know the rest of the words. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is not the words I know. Um, when I was working in the ER, you know, there's people that come in and they are, have a, maybe no symptoms at all. Maybe have, you know, nausea. And they yeah. come in and they're like, I have the virus. Yeah. And, and we have to be like, that's not what, yeah. that's not what this virus is. Right. You're sick. Yeah. But that's not what this is. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're scared, like, and people are, I get mm-hmm. it, then, yeah, you're going to go in, and even if you don't have the symptoms, if you're sick with something else, like, I'd be freaked out, and oh, I'd yeah. be questioning Absolutely. it. Maybe Absolutely. this is a symptom they haven't caught yet. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I totally understand that. Especially in the beginning, when not a whole lot was known about it. Yeah. And we're still learning new things every day. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's, you know, keeping ourselves educated and trying to be as calm as we can. Yeah. By following the guidelines that are out there and mm-hmm. staying away from rye bread. <laughs> and demonic possession and demonic possession <laughs> but no I thought I apologize if some people think that this story was in poor taste I thought it might be a just a light hearted plague a tale a fun light hearted plague tale <laughs> tales of plague persuasion <laughs> so I was looking up um, different plagues that have happened okay um, I it's kind of interesting because people said um, there's a 20s plague trend. Right. In the 1320s, there was the bubonic plague, which is the the Black Death dub yeah, plague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
1420s was the Black Death, and just in a different... That's when it was called the Black Death. Right. Same plague. Um, 1520s, Aztec Empire, destroyed by smallpox. Also, we have Also, this. we have... Well, this was 1518, but I'm counting it close enough. Close enough. 1620s, almost all of the Mayflower passengers died of a disease that infected much of the colony. Ooh. I don't know what... It might have also been smallpox. I'm not sure. Okay. 1720s... <laughs> 1720s, the Great Plague of Marcelli, M-A-R-S-E-I-L-L-E. I don't know what that is. 1820s, the Cholera Epidemic. Ni- 1920s, I thought this there was a flu around this time that was really bad. But this is the Los Angeles pneum- Pneumonic Plague. Interesting. Which would have been like a respiratory yeah. plague. So when people say they want the Roaring Twenties back... Well, that's what all the memes I was seeing. They're like, we didn't want this part of it. <laughs> nope. No. So, are these stories going to keep you up at night, or do you think you're still going to be able to sleep as snug as a fucking rug? I want to read you one more meme, then I'll answer your question. <laughs> one more meme? This is this is the one, one more meme. Meme. <laughs> this is the one that we've been seeing. People saying, "I want the twenties to be like the Roaring Twenties." Earth. All right. Infectious diseases spreading. No, not like that. The stock market is tanking. <laughs> Wait, LOL, bars can't be open anymore. <laughs> but I'm going to give everybody a little hint. Mom and dad, cover your ears. The best place to buy liquor. CVS? CVS. And that place is going to stay open. Yeah, so the pharmacy. Knows. Yeah. Giant Eagle. Does Giant Eagle sell liquor? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, that's where mom and dad get their liquor. No. I mean. <laughs> Un- unmuff your ears. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, you've heard of the roaring 20s. Now get ready for the screaming 20s. <laughs> <laughs> that's me right now. Uh, yeah, this person's comment was, is it too early or can we start screaming now? <laughs> anyway, I'll stop with the memes. I think. Stop with the memes. I'm going to go back and answer your question. Yeah. I think the bird thing concerns me. More so because I'm starting to buy into the conspiracy that Reagan killed all the birds. The birds work for the bourgeoisie. And that this whole thing is just a scam to get us inside so they can change the batteries. Uh, listen, I may believe a lot of stuff. I don't believe that one. I don't really believe it, okay? But it's a fun, lighthearted thing that we can all just say for right now. He killed all the birds? All of them? Yeah. What about people's pets? Well, he killed them in BB, Arkansas in whatever year that was. Yeah. People's pets. <laughs> no. <laughs> we saw two pigeons today on the ground walking around having a good time. What are you talking about? I'm back to BB, Arkansas. Right. He killed those birds specifically. So that he could replace them. What's going spies? on at BB, Arkansas that he needs to spy on them? The moonshine band. That's what. It's the moonshine. We we we're spitballing a lot of stuff. We're throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall. <laughs> None. Hey. What? Not even one noodle has stuck. <laughs> Wait, does that mean it's not cooked enough? Why do people throw spaghetti at the wall? I don't Isn't know. it if it sticks, you can tell it's done? <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? Hang on. What? Hang on. What are you talking about? No. One... Oh, you mean like people what? People do that. Okay, right? you mean like a noodle, though, right? <laughs> I thought you meant that people like cooked their whole pot of spaghetti and then threw the. I was like, why would they cook a whole pot of spaghetti? And though? they add the sauce. <laughs> and then, they <laughs> then they're like, mm, that was the right amount of time. Let's cook it again, everybody. <laughs> oh wait, wait. If your pasta sticks to the wall, it simply means it's sticky. <laughs> 
Oh, the, the wives' tale is that you do it to see whether or not your spaghetti's done. But it says that spaghetti or other pasta can stick to the wall and still be too crunchy. Or it could be al dente, so just good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Throw pasta against the wall. If it sticks, it's done. Not true. If you want to know if it's done, you have to taste it. <laughs> this says, are you throwing spaghetti at the wall and it's not sticking? Here's why. Their picture is a plate of spaghetti with sauce and a plate. Well, that's what I thought you meant. It's not going to stick if there's sauce. It's going to slide right down the ding-dong thing. <laughs> All right, we need to wrap it up. Are We've been talking about spaghetti for too long. Hey, wait. Why? answer my question. What was your question? Are you going to sleep as snug as a bug and a rug tonight? Or is this no, my I'm going to be trying to figure out where the saying came from about spaghetti. I'm just kidding. No, I'm worried about mass hysteria because I think it's a real thing. Yeah, it is a real thing. And I think that in some cases, social media causes it to be worse. That's why I don't get on social media that much. Except for TikTok. TikTok and Tumblr. Pinterest! All the teas. But I don't know if that counts <laughs> as a social media. <laughs> I said all the teas after you said Pinterest. <laughs> the capital T no, because I don't get on Twitter. And that stands for pool. Stands for pool. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm a little disturbed by your stories. The bird thing, I don't understand what happened there. That could be a plague, too, technically. It's a bird plague? Right, because God sent a plague of locusts. Right? Mm-hmm. And frogs. <laughs> yeah, because that's in that one cartoon movie. The Prince of Egypt, <laughs> the cartoon, the Disney movie that we watched. Yeah, they get frogs too, right? Yeah, and locusts. And they gotta do the lamb's blood above their... <gasps> Maybe that's what we have to do. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Red Kool-Aid? Better. What if we put John Cena outside our door? Someone will steal him. Okay. No. <laughs> John Cena cardboard cutout. Also, they can't see him. Yeah. Anyway, I think your stories were sufficiently creepy. I think that we have no idea how to cook pasta, and neither does anyone else in this entire world. Absolutely not. And it's a great tragedy. Yes. I agree. And also, in conclusion, you can dance if you want to. You can leave (laughs) your friends behind. Because your friends don't, don't dance, dance, and if they, they don't, don't dance, dance they, they are, are no friends, friends of mine. Safety dance. Let us know on social media if you have tried to throw spaghetti at the wall. If you've, you know, danced if you want to. If you've left your friends behind, as most of us have during this quarantine. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Check on your friends. Check on your friends. See if they're okay. Uh, email us your but, thoughts. But stay six feet away. But, yeah, that's what... Oh, from your friends? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Email us. Don't get si- Don't get too close. Just email us. <laughs> we don't want to see you. <laughs> Just email us. B-I-A-R-Podcast at gmail.com. Email us. Uh, let us know if you've ever tried the theory of throwing pasta at the wall and seeing if it's stuck uh email us if you've experienced a dancing plague of your own everybody who's on tiktok right now i think has Mm -hmm. 
Uh, also, just email us because we're lonely and no one emails us. Mom did, I think. Wait, what? Yeah, mom emailed us, but nobody else has. We um, also have Twitter that's and Twitter Instagram. And Instagram. And Facebook. Facebook's just bugging a rug. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are BIAR podcast. Just, you know, hit us up. Message us. We're lonely. Uh, also, we'll post our sources on our website, bugginarug.podbean.com. Uh, we'll post pictures on our social media and stuff like that, too. So if you guys want to check mm-hmm. it out. Um, if you guys want to check out any of our stuff, let us know. If you want stickers, we'll still send them to, to you. you. Yeah, we'll send them to you. Just let us know. Literally, at this point, don't even... You can rate us. That'd be wonderful. Rate us on iTunes or Facebook or just... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, rate the podcast, not us specifically. Oh, I mean, if you want to rate... Give us a five stars on iTunes we and then dogs. just put your rating as like... I mean, this isn't for the podcast. It's for you. And I'll be like, I'm going to send you two stickers. No, just let us know. Literally tweet at us and say, I would like a sticker. And I'll tweet back and say... Fat chance. No, just kidding. Okay, and then I'll Clorox that sticker as oh, yeah. I put it into the envelope. All right, I think that's it for us. I'm sufficiently confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sign Just in off general, not with before we with... make it any worse. <laughs> All right, guys, hope you can still sleep as snug as a bug in a rug tonight. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I think I'm still Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.